going into a porn shop isn't awkward. It's awesome! At Adult Temptations, everyone is entitled to a happy, healthy sex life. Visit the store at 211 Black Street in Whitehorse for a selection of adult toys, lubes, lingerie, novelties, and films. You can also check out products online at adulttemptations.ca, Adult Temptations, in pursuit of a healthy, intimate lifestyle. And then ultimately, it was like, this is what I want to do. It doesn't matter if I'm single or not. What am I going to do? Just like wait around to meet someone. I've never been that person before. So I'm not going to start now, even though I like at the time I was 40. I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. Mark, are you feeling frisky? Hmm, Why do you ask? Because we're back with another season of Frisky North of 60, sharing stories about love and dating in the North. And getting frisky. Yep, that too. Coming to you from Whitehorse, Yukon, I'm Karen McCall. And I'm Mark Kelly. Testing. Can you turn my headphones up for me, Karen? How's that? It's good for me. Is it good for you? It's very good for me. It's very... Okay, um, just time for a sec. Can you pass me the, the, the script? <laughs> There is no time out. There is no time out. That's true. Have you ever wanted to own a lodge with your lover? Karen? It's a yes or no question. (laughs) It's a hard question. It's a hard question. You know, I think there's a part of everybody in the North that wants that lifestyle of living in the bush, chopping their own wood, bringing their own water, maybe having people come by and stay, maybe having a giant kitchen table with all your friends. I have like the idea of a bed and breakfast until I think about like the bed making. Yeah. It's when the, to- it's the toilet cleaning that I gets me to say no to that. <laughs> and if you've ever tried to hire a cleaner in this territory, you know, it's not easy. So today we had a good conversation with Shannon. We're about to have a oh, good conversation. Yes. Right. Well, we just pulled back the curtain there a little bit on people knowing that we do our intro after we do our interviews <laughs> sometimes 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 we do so we are about to have a great conversation i'm going to assume it's going to be great with shannon from little atlan lodge she was having a moment in life where she wanted to get out of the city get into a on the land kind of situation with her partner and with all of her closest friends and she came to talk to us about it and some unexpected turns along the way welcome shannon Wow, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's I've, great to have you. I've never been on a podcast before. This is really exciting. Well, Shannon, um, we want to hear about uh, some of the, the craziness that was going on in your life back in the summer of 2021. Can you tell us what was happening? Yeah, well, a lot of changes in my life happened uh, then. Essentially, I yeah was in a relationship. We were going to purchase a piece of property together. Uh, but an hour out of town, and we were going to start a co-housing community. And then as I'm putting in the offer, I, well, I've put in the offer, we're doing it. I then have a breakup okay. <laughs> with that person. So that's, that's the preamble. That's the preamble. Okay, a lot to unpack <laughs> there. First of all, what's a co-housing community? <laughs> well, yeah. So my dream has been to like have a piece of property and then have small houses on the property kind of scattered about. And then you have a main house where people get together and like eat together. But people go off and do their own jobs and whatever like that. But coming together around a dinner table has always been something that 
that I've always wanted to achieve and create a community that way. Because, you know, you ever find yourself trying to meet that friend and you have all these different schedules. It's like, hey, yeah, next week. Yeah. Oh, I got to cancel. This is happening. But if you are all to live in proximity, that social interaction would be a lot easier, right? And you'd be like, okay, we're having our meal, our dinner, our weekly dinner. So I've always wanted that. That was the goal. And uh, with my partner at the time, very handy guy. So he was going to do a woodworking business out there. I was going to work remotely because it was during the pandemic. So everybody was working remotely. And it's a great time to start a community. Right. <laughs> everybody get together <laughs> around the table. <laughs> this is my bubble. We all, yeah. Yeah. No, we could, you know, during that period, we could have just like had dinner within eyesight, you know, and be like, they're on their deck. I'm over here. And we're sort of talking across a field, you know. To, until the pandemic settled down, then then we'd get around a table. And this yeah. property at the time was a, a tourism business, right? Yeah, so it's uh, Little Atlan Lodge. Um, it was named that the previous owners. They had it for twenty seven years, I think. So, and it's on Little Atlan Lake, so an hour south of Whitehorse. And so, I wasn't planning on getting into tourism at all. Like that's never been my goal. And so. With the breakup, I had to just reconfigure the entire plan. You know, well, firstly, it was like, do I keep going with this project, or do I just shut her down and continue on with what I was doing before? And this is going on over several months, right? Like a property that's like a big investment. There's a lot to look into. Oh my goodness! Just insurance alone is like huge, and yeah, dealing with. Uh, well, talking with the owners at the time, so it was a private sale, and they were great the whole time. They gave me a lot of therapy sessions as well. <laughs> That's how that goes <laughs> yeah. in small business, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there was this whole process of going to the property and them showing me the generator, then the skid steer, and the... Okay, tangent, there is there was a mine shaft on site because they had a, a kid who was a very smart uh, engineer focus type. Uh, and as growing up, he, he was by himself out there, no other kids around. So he built a mine, like a, he just dug into the ground and started uh, mining for gold. There's like an actual sluice box uh, no way. out there Did he yeah, find that any? he built himself. No, I, I mean, maybe a so little bit. So he was kind of good, not really he was, good. <laughs> oh, The parents are probably like, just keep digging a little You're bit doing more. Great. You can't hold down a job, dig a hole over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Come, quote unquote, work for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway. Right. Okay. So then at what at what point in this process, like when you're like, oh, this relationship is, is not going to keep going, what, what's going through your mind? Well, I mean, maybe it's a testament to how the relationship was going. I mean, we were well matched and, you know, friends, and, but it just wasn't gelling. And I was... Looking back, and I think even I knew then I was hanging on to it because I wanted to do this project, you know? And in my life, I've never really done that before. I've just, I've gotten out of things that weren't right and, you know, gone forward on my own. But this was so big and it was always, people would say, oh, thank God you've got your boyfriend going, doing this with you. Like, that's such a great partnership. And so... When we did break up, it was like, oh, no, what am I going to do with the property? Like, it wasn't <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm yeah. sad. Like, I was like, oh, no, 
what oh what what about the property <laughs> so that was a really good indication that this was a good thing to do and before buying it before moving in together and all that um i was buying it on my own like legally with my, it was going just to be my your own property, not yeah. the two of yours property. Exactly. But he would be doing maintenance. He'd be, you know, supporting and, and a property like that. You, you really can't do it on your own. Like just yourself, you need a staff member, you need, you know, someone living nearby to help you out. So all of that. And I remember calling the, the sellers, the current owners and like in tears and be like, what do I do? Can I do this? What, you know, oh my gosh. And they're the sweetest people. And they're like, I totally understand. It is a lot. Like, consider this and that. And then, then they said, you know what? There was this woman last year that was looking at the property. She wanted to buy it. You should call her. And I'm like, okay, um, I don't know. That's a bit weird. I mean, I don't want to partner with someone. And then I decided to call her up. So her name was Haley, and she was in Edmonton at the time. So I called her up out of the blue and was like, hey, I'm thinking of buying this property. Like, let's talk. Why didn't you? What do you think? Like, just chatted about it. And she, she said, so we, talk, we had one conversation. And she was like, you know what? Maybe I could come up and run the cabins. You know, like, you could contract me. And I'm like, Okay right on. Yeah, maybe that's what I could do. And so she flew up here, we met. And I was like, great, you're moving in. And she's like, I'm just gonna think about it. I'm like, no, it's this is the plan. (laughs) She's like, okay. (laughs) And uh, anyway, so her coming up and she stayed with me for a year. Oh, wow. And that and that was kind of like, okay, I can do this. Because so many people were like, well, I shouldn't say so many people my lawyer and my parents. <laughs> they were like, don't do this. You can't do this on your own. Like thinking very practically. And, um, you know, I had one, one friend be like, you're never going to meet anybody out there. And that was a, that was a concern. You know, it was like, I'll be an hour out. Like who's going to want to commute? Like I had all these things and I was trying to like negotiate them all in my head. Like, how's this going to work? And I'll do the, and then ultimately it was like, this is what I want to do. It doesn't matter if I'm single or not. What am I going to do? Just like wait around to meet someone. I've never been that person before. So I'm not going to start now, even though I like at the time I was 40, I'm just like, screw it. Like, I'm just going to do it. Haley's going to come up and help me. I can get, you know, travelers coming through like help X work away and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So this, um, we just should set the scene a bit about this property and why, like it is a lot of work. You said it's an hour out of town. It's also off grid. Is it not? Yeah. So like having your partner at the time as a maintenance person was going to be like a huge asset to, to this project. Can you just tell us a little bit about like what the lodge had when you took over? Yeah, so it has a, a large house, which is, it's a, everything is older, uh, well-maintained, but um, yeah, two cabins that I rent out that are on the water, and um, garage, and it has a generator, solar panels, um, batteries, and just all the systems with with buildings, you know, so it's got propane, it's got oil, it's got wood, it's, you know, it's just got 
many roofs that you have to check and like so it's just it's a it's a large property with a lot of moving parts literally and figuratively and what's your sort of like comfort level with maintenance stuff well at the i mean yeah at the time like i i was i've always been a bit handy but like learning learning as i go so my previous partner he was um yeah, handy, you know, could could do carpentry and stuff like that, but also very busy. So he would propose a project. This is before. He'd be like, let's redo the deck. And I'd be like, yeah, great. Okay, I'll start ripping the deck boards off. And then he just wouldn't have any time to help me. So I was like, I guess I'm learning how to build a deck now. Like, <laughs> so I kind of, it was a really good uh, period of time where like I did a lot of renovations and stuff like that. So it's just, yeah, about figuring out how, like, where's the information to fix the thing, right? So it's like YouTube or going into Napa and asking questions and, you know, just, yeah. So I've always kind of been doing that, but definitely uh, like getting the property to now, I've learned a lot more and just out of necessity, pure necessity. Because I'm an hour, you can't get someone to come out and help you that quickly, if at all, sometimes, so... And it's expensive to get people out there, I'm sure, too. Yes, it's very expensive. I once saw my skid steer broke down in my driveway. And it was, you know, January last year, like my first winter. And I needed to plow an 800-meter driveway. We should probably say what a skid steer is. People probably know it better as like a bobcat or something like that, right? Exactly. It's like a a miniature bulldozer. Yeah, I'm just trying to be cool to like say skid steer and like... (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And it's like $2 million to do an oil change on them and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad, but it is when you have to bring the Bobcat into town to like McPherson to like get it fixed. And like, I, if I knew how to be like, if I knew everything about mechanics and felt I'm pretty comfortable, but I couldn't figure out this issue. It was an electrical issue. And I was just like, it's like minus 30. I'm just going to get them to come get it. So they came down with a really big trailer. They couldn't get around the bobcat in the driveway. So that took hours to like get around. Then they turned around, they got it on the trailer and then they're leaving the driveway. They get stuck in the driveway. They had- Because they needed a bobcat to clear the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was a bit of an incline. Like I had, it was okay cleared, but it was just- just enough of an incline that sure. they just got, they're carrying such a heavy loan too. And so we're like flagging people down on the road and like <laughs> trying to get help. They had to call another truck from Whitehorse to come out and pull that truck out. It was, it was a nightmare. I'm just like looking at the time, like that's another $150. Yeah, ching, ching, that, ching, there ching. we go. And I had an electrician at my place at the same time. He couldn't leave until the skid steer left or the bobcat got out of the driveway. So that was a million dollars. That's right. That's why it costs a million bucks to get an oil change. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. That's right. <laughs> At what point did your vision switch or perhaps just go on hold from the uh, co-housing to, because now, now you do have a tourism business. Right. So when uh, I contracted Haley to come up, the, how I would pay her would be to do short-term rentals because there is more money uh, coming, theoretically. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> so, theoretically, that's right. Yeah. So that's how I, I did it was so that I could get Haley and 
there would be more income because I, I knew I needed someone else on the property to help me out. And I was working full time. So I had a, another full time job I was doing remotely. So she did, um, you know, the cabin cleaning, the, um, you know, guest services, like getting bookings and stuff like that. And so that was sort of already taken care of. Yeah. So that's when I switched to tourism. And I, I remember just waking up one day, I'm like, I have a tourism business. What? How did this happen? How did we go from hippie commune to this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's amazing that Haley was like dropped whatever she was doing in Edmonton and was like, hey, I'll come yeah. help this stranger. And I know. Yeah, I guess it must have been part of her dream too. <laughs> well, yeah. She, I mean, she did want to uh, buy the place. And then it was funny, like maybe seven months in, She's like, this is so much work. I'm really glad I'm seeing this happen and not own right. this place. <laughs> is she still there with you? No. So she she did a year with me, and now she's living in Dawson, actually. So she, I'm glad she didn't <laughs> yeah. leave the territory, but she's like, well, yeah. that's great. So she works for Air North. Making money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's totally uh, switch threads for a moment. You mentioned this is your first time on a podcast, but I actually, you did a little bit of stand-up comedy before the pandemic. And I remember something you did about going to Peru and trying ayahuasca. And you mentioned that that, that kind of happened following a breakup. So, I mean, it's it's a different situation, but I'm kind of curious, like, how, how did that all How do we come? not ask about ayahuasca? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> the elephant in the room. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess the similarities is like, let's just jump into this, try this out. But yeah, I was sort of like tumultuous time. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Breakup. I was like, let's go to Peru. Like, <laughs> do this. So I, I went to this uh, retreat place that someone had. Uh, mentioned to me like oh this is a really good place a good shaman is there and I was like okay like I'll I'll just go there and then I get there they're like we do uh, plant medicine and I'm like what what is that they're like and it's something called San Pedro which is a cactus so it's different from ayahuasca but it's plant medicine in the same way so I and they're like we're doing a ceremony tomorrow I'm like great. I'm just going to read a book. Like I'm cool. They're like, no, like that's what you do here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess, uh, and so we all sit around in this, uh, gazebo and drink like a full mug, like picture a smoothie, bright green, like bright green slime. And just, and we're all, it's all silent. And you just hear glug, glug, glug of the person next to you. You're like, Oh God, that's me next. And Oh, you're going so, in a circle around? Going in a circle oh, okay. and you're taking it and it's a full day experience. So you're in this beautiful garden and everybody gets their own space and you're just by yourself, like going through whatever you're going to go through. And I did this over a month and this is not something that I would normally do. Like I'm pretty cautious with this stuff, but I was just like, like something's got to give, like, let's get into this. And so I'm noticing everybody around me is like, they're going through a process. They're like wailing, they're crying They're, But I'm sitting there. I'm like, Hmm, I wonder how they uh, got this on-demand hot water heating working. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like, I'm totally like doing the dishes, like, <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so it took a while. I did it nine times. And like the fourth time I was like, should I try like ayahuasca stronger yeah is there something that could anyway so i remember like the next day we'd all debrief like how was your experience and 
people would go around and be like, yeah, like I really felt like I um, healed some ancestral wounds. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty deep. Like, <laughs> and then it gets to me. I'm like, um, I feel like I had heartburn. Is that, <laughs> Is that a thing? Did I heal something? So I really wasn't in touch with the whole thing. So my, the, the shaman there, he's like, yeah, you should maybe try ayahuasca. Like kind of, it's a bit of more kick in the pants situation. Not in those words, but that's what I call it. And so and it's at night and it's a totally different vibe. It's all dark in there and it's maybe four hours. And so they're, they're bringing this mug around and it's more like a coffee, like a thick coffee consistency. So I drink this and they're like, oh, uh, do you want a quarter of a cup or half a cup? I'm like, ah, half a cup. Like yeah. nothing, you know, like I'm resistant to this stuff. So let's, let's go for it. And uh, so after a while, yeah, I start seeing some stuff and then the, the stuff gets stronger and stronger and everybody has like a mat and like a bowl to puke into. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was incredibly intense. Uh, I saw a lot of house cats for some reason in my visions. <laughs> like the, they're like, oh yeah, cats like pumas. That really means strength and this. I'm like, no, like house no, cats. Like, like fluffy, <laughs> like fluffy the orange cat. Yeah, I'm like, does this mean I'm gonna be a cat lady for the rest of my life? Like, do I have to get a leash? <laughs> Coming out of a breakup, you're like, oh my god, uh, the cats. Of course, of course yes, it was the cats. I knew it. Anyway, so I'm just like writhing about and like you're physically like actually like yeah. moving. Yeah, because well, I'm in a lot of pain and I just. I want it to stop and I'm like hiding my face in my shirt which just didn't help and like was just like backwards upside down and then eventually you get brought to the shaman and then he like blesses you and so somebody comes to get me and I'm like I can't walk and so I'm like shuffling like <laughs> sliding on the floor like trying not to knock over the other people's puke buckets and just like trying to get there and and then he so he blesses me and then he like was kind of pulling at my forehead a bit. And I learned later he was taking snakes out of my head. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was like, great, didn't need those. And so I go back. I'm completely lost. So the guy who led me there, he like didn't get Take me back home. to my spot. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like help. And like, <laughs> I'm also like, while, while we're all still on, on, on our mats, I'm just like, help me, help. You know, it's my mom. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a mess. And so afterwards, things start to calm down. And I'm still, I'm like, is anybody out there? And I find out everybody's gone. <gasps> like everybody's downstairs just like, playing guitar, eating pizza. It's because they having some nachos because <laughs> they got a bit of hunger on. I'm still like, where am I in space? And uh, yeah, anyways, so they all left me. They forgot about me. I was still upstairs in this dark room and they finally get me down. And, and this one woman was like, don't worry. I was once that girl. Oh, <laughs> ouch. I was like, oh. Because <laughs> the whole group, they were all at this retreat they were teachers themselves or they had done it many many times and i was the only one who had that was their first time so they're just they're all like dancing having the best time they're healing stuff and meanwhile i'm just like the cats <laughs> the snakes the cats the cats anyway. aren't helping with the snakes that's, that's amazing 
Hey, Mark, what's your longest relationship? Well, that's awfully personal, Karen. I ask because mine is with Uconstruct. I've been working at a co-space for years. I love the work vibe, meeting rooms, and professional connections. Yeah, right. That's what brought us together. It's really cool on the make space side, too. There are wooden metal shops, electronics lab, a sewing loft, and the podcast studio where we record Frisky. Go to Uconstruct.com to learn more. It's one relationship we know you won't regret. So it sounds like buying a lodge was maybe the more practical decision versus doing ayahuasca <laughs> in the jungle. Yeah. No, I'm not going to start any ayahuasca retreats at the lodge, okay? Like that, I'm saying this now. Okay, Karen? <laughs> on the record. It's on the record. You're just about to ask. <laughs> you guys are signing up. You're looking on it's the a, website right it's now. It's the secret part of your website. <laughs> secret, secret part. Okay, so now you've you've had your business for, I guess, almost two years. Is that right? Yeah, I'm co- like September 1st would be two years. Uh, you mentioned the hard moment there with the skid steer. Um, have there been <laughs> definitely some moments of like, oh my God, what did I get into? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like the like, still to this day, sometimes. I mean, I'm I'm very happy out there. Like this is this is what I've always wanted to do, even if I didn't know it. Like my parents are like, this is totally what you've always wanted to do. I'm like, really? Okay, you know, but. Yeah, especially in the beginning, like, um, it'd be like, Shannon, it'd be somebody calling up the stairs to me, be like, the ATV doesn't work, the, this thing is broken, like, on and on and on, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, I need some sort of seance to get (laughs) the evil spirits out. I don't know, I was like, is it me? Like, I arrive... And then everything kind of breaks. Um, so I would call, I, I still, to this day, call the former owners and I, I have dinner with them. And like, they're and the They best. stayed in the territory? Yeah, they're in Whistle Bend. They're building a new house, which is the opposite of yeah. what I have. Their old cabin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, has this thing ever happened? And they're like, no, never. I'm like, really? <laughs> just Just happens for me? So, no, there's been many times where... I've really, especially getting like the fuel bill, I have more people come through and I have a cabin that I have open in the winter that they, they, they would shut down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have more facilities. I have more, more guests, but yeah, just things, things breaking. So going through all that, like I know the systems now and I can troubleshoot and I'm like, if this happens, that's what you do. And so I've replaced a lot of things and, but yeah, there's definitely, definitely been some moments like, Oh my God, what have I done? I understand <laughs> you've also like at times like gotten some kind of reaction from people as like a, you know, a single woman running this lodge by yourself. Yeah, a bit. I mean, I think mostly it's, uh, um, shock a little bit, or it's uh, a lot of other women, other business women are are like impressed, or they're just like, "Wow, good for you!" And there's been so much support that way. Uh, but every once in a while, yeah, I, I remember I had a firewood delivery guy um, come to the lodge, and he's like, uh, "What? You have no man around here?" And so I was like. Uh, and like my immediate reaction was, it was Haley and I were there. We're like, oh, we don't, we don't need a man. Like, you know, <laughs> meanwhile, I did have a helper who was a guy at the time and he was inside cooking dinner. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we said, no, we don't have, we don't have a, a man around here. But then I, I, we both afterwards, we were like, should we have pretended like 
we did or yeah. said yeah just for security Which is an unfortunate safety. thing to have to think yeah and we kind of were like oh man that that kind of sucks to have to think that but we we think that mm-hmm. you know um so there's this sort of pride thing it's like yeah yeah i'm on my own i'm doing this um and then there's the safety part but now i mean i do have people on on the property almost all the time and my i have a great neighbor as well so uh neighbors so there's lots of support. You're mostly living out there, but working remotely in town to yeah. company in Whitehorse. You, still have, yeah. your, you exactly. still have your job. Yes, I do. Yeah, I work three days a week now. So it's manageable. So I'm taking on more of the um, hospitality role. Like I, I do what uh, Haley was doing before. So I work one day remotely and then I come into town Tuesday, Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, Friday. So the rest of the time I'm out there just walking around and doing jobs and fixing stuff yeah that must feel so good it is really good just like i i take off my my office clothes and i put on my car hearts and i'm like <sighs> get a podcast in my ears get frisky north of 60 in there and just start <laughs> on my projects nice shameless plug on <laughs> podcast <laughs> Uh, so okay so you said you had friends who were concerned also about okay now you're an hour from town like what's going to happen like how are you going to meet someone so like how did that go when you first started to get back into the dating scene yeah so I (laughs) when I started um yeah I went on tinder and I think you know first say like I have a lot of friends and you know around my age they're still like oh tinder oh like you know, what's, I don't want to get go on that, but it's so efficient to bring everybody together on a platform. You're not going to the bar. You're not going to, you're not joining the Frisbee golf league or whatever. You're not meeting ice fishers on Little Atlan Lake, exactly. you know, because they're your neighbors, for yeah, example. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so it's just, it's just, just such an easy way to like, just see people who are also interested in meeting. We're very Tinder friendly, Tinder friendly, Tinder T- positive on this Tinder, podcast yeah. or like pro dating yeah, apps. The online apps is fine. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Yeah. It, it is just, efficient. Uh, yeah. So I just, I started dating again and I looked at it like, I'm just it's, this is just practice, right? And so I was sort of scared of get, going on dates again. I was like, this is just a practice date. And I just kept thinking of that until the, the next one. And, and if it didn't work out, I'd be like, okay, well, it's the next, you know, kind of practice date and just see what would, what would happen and not, like, I wasn't worried about it. And when I got the property, I was almost like, you know, this is what I want to do. I don't really need anybody. Uh, it would be nice to meet somebody, but it's, it's not going to, stress me out or stop me from doing this so and what were people's reactions about your lodge really like sweet or really like oh my god I have to drive an hour out there like what how did that work well it's funny because all the the guys I was meeting they were like oh I'm a you know I uh you know I'm a carpenter or I have this I can change the oil in a skid steer and they were they were all so they were just like hey I want to come out and help you like right away and I was like whoa (laughs) like that's a that's actually a big thing for me is to let someone help me because um I'm pretty independent and I want to take ownership of stuff so some people are like very much attracted to that they want to do that work but absolutely well that was my worry it was like you know, oh, who would want to come out here? Who went on to drive this far? But actually, the people that I'm attracted to and are attracted to me, like, like that lifestyle, right? So I joke about, you know, wanting to meet someone handy to, like, help out at the lodge. 
it's not really that. It's like, I'm going to be working at the lodge. I'm going to be fixing stuff. Like, maybe we can fix stuff together because that's what I like to do. Yeah. Like, if you want to yeah. hang out, it's going to have to be in between, like, fixing yeah. this other thing and, like, doing this other task. Exactly. Right. If, if someone was, like, super into tennis and, like, had to play tennis all the time in town... It likely wouldn't work out because I'm yeah. not. Yeah, unless I don't know. Is there space for a tennis court there? I pick mean, a wall? actually, I do have a volleyball net mm. and uh, badminton. So maybe someone into volleyball. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you actually have you have met someone. I understand. I have. Yeah. So I was I was dating on Tinder for that time. But I became really bad at it. I was a bad Tinder match because I would forget the conversation. I would forget what they had talked to me about. Um, I was just so busy and I felt very bad. I'd be like, oh, hey, Ryan, how was your weekend in Skagway? And he'd be like, I didn't go to Skagway. I'm like, oh, shit, like, uh, sorry, man. Uh, you know, I, sorry, I'm, you know, just mixed you up with a friend of mine. Like, The other like Ryan. Total jerk um so after a point i was like hey i'm i gotta get off this i just i'm i have too much i don't feel like i need to meet anybody i'm i'm fine like i am married to this property and i'm so okay with it and then so i went on one last date and i'm not making this up like i was literally like hey this is my last one i'll just do this quick date and i was talking to this guy carl and I mean, the the conversation wasn't, like, mind-blowing or anything. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go on another date, like, do to do And then he walks in the door. I'm like, hello, like, hello, Carl. <laughs> 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 and we met at uh, the airport chalet. We actually met at Winterlong first, and then we pr- went to get food at the airport chalet. And uh, we both ordered a chicken sandwich, and that was the moment. That's it. That's it. That was it. You're locked. Yeah, Carl mm-hmm. was like, you're also ordering a chicken sandwich? And then just, there are fireworks. <laughs> Carl, how big is your chainsaw? Oh, bigger than mine. <laughs> yes. So that was a big bonus. <laughs> Today is actually our one-year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. I was just walking in here. I was like, oh, that's a weird coincidence. That's so yeah. great. That's yeah. nice. I think the takeaway is like, don't stay in a relationship to buy an off-grid property. That's not necessary. You can do it. <laughs> you Follow your dreams your anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess we should ask, like, what, what does Carl, does he hang out at the property a lot in between all the maintenance projects and whatnot? He does. He does. So Carl is a carpenter and he's great. Very, Carl. I know. He's very talented and he is uh, very very helpful and loves to do projects. So he actually, I was going to build a sauna and I didn't know how to move this building. He's like, I'm just going to pull it with my truck. And I'm like, great. Like it was just so nice to, and I had to let go of that a bit and be like, I'm going to let him take the lead on this because I always be like, how am I going to do this? And he just came in and he was like, Oh, this is how we do it. I'm like, Oh my God, that, that the relief, you know, it's just like kind of that weight off my shoulder. So he built this whole sauna that we have out there and it's beautiful because he's very particular and uh, very skilled <laughs> at what he does. So, yeah. Oh, actually, and he just moved in two days ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah. That's big news. It is big news. Yeah. So. It's like everything is, everything's working out. Everything's coming up roses or 
Yeah. I have to say, too, um, ever since you took over the lodge, um, I mean, I know we're uh, we're Facebook friends and we're in the same sort of extended circle, but it's just like you've done a lot out there. I'm always before I never actually heard of people yeah, going there. I think maybe I want to say maybe they catered more to um, international travelers. Um, but now it's really it's really a locals uh, place to go to. It's really impressive, which is great, which is what I wanted, because, uh, well, especially through the pandemic, it's like got to get the locals out here. So I had a big party 10 days after I took possession. And then a lot of people just, I, I was like open house and people just came and stayed. And, and so I guess word of mouth. Yeah. People um, suggesting to their friends. I've had a lot of people come back over and over again. Like this weekend I have guests that have been there five times, you know? And so that, that just, uh, that does it for me. Like that makes me so happy and I think it's it's a, it's letting people bring their dogs actually <laughs> is what right. <laughs> so I, I came I brought my dog yeah thank you <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome that does make a big Do difference you have to bring a dog? I can yeah. borrow one if yeah, I had you to. Could, yeah borrow okay. a dog okay. bring the dog <laughs> <laughs> and just to kind of like recap what what do you have uh, going on out there ooh right now so we've finished the sauna and otherwise, you still have, you said you have two cabins for rent, right? Yeah, I have two big cabins. They each uh, hold six people, and they each have their own wood-fired hot tub, and they're right on the lake. And I have a geodesic dome as well. What's in the dome? The dome is just like a queen bed, and it's oh, for okay two people. Oh, and and cool. good yeah. energy, and good energy. Yeah. <laughs> good vibes. <laughs> it's an energy vortex. That's right. That's right. Why go to Sedona when you can go actually. to Little Atlan Lake? <laughs> That's we do our ayahuasca retreat. That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> Joking. That's, we don't. On do the that. secret, secret menu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also have a, I have a big house as well that people can book out for retreats or family reunions and stuff. So I was wondering now that you have your your tourism business, if the co housing dream is uh, is that still alive somewhere? Well, you know my my. What I wanted out of the co-housing was to have a full kitchen table. I know that sounds very basic, but I, I want to gather people around and, you know, have those social interactions in that way. And what has happened, that's that I see my friends almost more and have more quality time with them. And I have helpers. So I have, I just had two helpers leave and they're from Germany. So they were there with me for three weeks. So we're, we're eating together. And then I have friends come in for the weekend. They bring their kids. Like it's actually quite busy out there and I, I love it. So I'm really happy with how things are ha going right now. So I no, I don't think I have any plans for co-housing at the moment, but I think someone should do it. Well, thanks, thanks so much for coming on to, to tell your story. And uh, for people who want to know more about your lodge, how, where should they go? Well, we have a website. It's www.littleatlandlodge.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, just Little Atlanta Lodge. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. Thanks awesome. again. Thank and you. And all the best this summer. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck. Karen. Mark. That was a good conversation. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. What an engaging person. Yeah. I want her to be my, I want to be her friend. I want to be at that kitchen table now. Okay. While we're talking here, I just want to point out, this is a big month. May is a big month. There's a big day in month, this month. What is that day? Do tell. It is National Masturbation Day on the 28th. Ah, and how did you come across that information? Well, I happened to be visiting one of our sponsors, Adult Temptations, and Helen, the owner, told me. 
So Well, I'm sure there's lots of implements at Adult Temptations one could use to assist in their self-love. Some powered, some not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ellen, for reminding us about that. Yeah, it's great. So if you want to let us know what you're going to do to celebrate, we'll be happy to hear it. So we have two entries for the Eclipse Nordic Hot Springs. This month's winner is Miriam, and we're going to tell you why she's going actually she's going to tell you why she's going to win right now hey karen and mark i want you to know that i'm a huge fan of your podcast and i wouldn't miss a single episode i really like how you don't shy away from addressing serious and difficult topics but at the same time some of your episodes make me laugh keep up the amazing work and i'm already looking forward to the next episode Ciao. You don't just have to tell us how great we are to win tickets. Uh, get in touch with us. And I like getting messages about story ideas. You could do one more and get in touch and tell us, hey, you should interview this person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let us know who we should interview. Who we should interview. And if they say yes, all the better. But you can get in touch with us with email, of 60 at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. You could record a voice message and email it to us. I think they're called voice memos. We keep saying voice messages. Oh, but... yeah. Geez, you know, Gen X. Mail us a cassette tape from your voice and <laughs> from your answering machine. <laughs> yeah. Write us a letter. Well, write us a letter, our postcard. If you can find our address and mail us a letter, that's creepy. But you could win two tickets to the Eclipse Nordic Hot Springs. I think if you've listened to us long enough, you know where we record. You could probably find the address. That's true. So basically get in touch and you could be next month's winner of the tickets. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Stay frisky. Stay frisky. You can't give your dates a rating, but you can rate us. So go ahead. Give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Unless it's below four stars. Then don't bother. This episode was recorded in and around Whitehorse, Yukon. Sometimes we use a podcast studio at Yukonstruct, and sometimes we take Frisky on the road. Our music is by Anthony Vega, Sexy Time. Oh, we like fan mail. So send us some. Get in touch through Facebook, the Twitter, or email us at friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof6060 at gmail.com. Stay frisky. Stay frisky, everybody. Shannon, you've been here for 17 years. How's dating been like for you over that period? Oh, yeah. I mean, 17 years. <laughs> you get a lot of dating stories and a lot of comic fodder. Um, so that's a good thing. But, you know, I hear a lot of people complain about it or say, oh, there's no good guys or good people up in Whitehorse, which is not true. Like, I really want to emphasize that. Like, I, you know, yeah, you're going to go on some bad dates. You're going to go on, you're going to have a bad experience. But any that's anywhere right i have met some of the best people up here and it's just all about numbers game so i think it's just fine like so anybody out there keep trying that's the pep talk if it's not working just keep trying it's a numbers game just keep going out